Hello and welcome to Freedom and Four Paws, the show where we hear inspiring stories from amazing people travelling the world and living their best life, often with their pets in tow. From slow mads to digital nomads, house and pet sitters, expats and families with their dogs on the road. In this podcast, find out how travel can truly set you free. Hello, it's Cooper and Sarah from the Freedom and Four Ports podcast. In this week's episode, we chat to a young lady who's been traveling through Central and South America using pet and house sitting as a means of accommodation. Yeah, so Anne-Marie is someone that we met in our um, Facebook group about house sitting, pet sitting, travel and creative living. You can find us off our Facebook page. That's travellivelearn.com. We've got about 12,000 members in there at the moment, and we've been interviewing um, community members with their story um, for the Freedom and Four Paws podcast and vlogcast. And Anne-Marie stood out to us because she started giving um, community members advice on um, off-the-grid house-sitting and travelling in South and Central America. And when you're saying off-the-grid, Sarah, that means you're not connected to any... Yeah. Um, electricity, water, mm. um, there's no piping. It's all done naturally through the sun, wind, and collecting water and growing your own food. Yeah, really fascinating and a, a really cool area, we thought, um, for discussion around travel and, of course, house and pet sitting. Now, if you'd like more information on any of this area, if you're um, an aspiring house sitter or pet sitter, or you just want to go traveling in the new year, come and join our VIP mailing list. You can find the links at travellivelearn.com. But um, without further ado, let's have a chat to Anne-Marie to hear her cool story of travels and house and pet sitting in South and Central America. Yeah, I've had some pretty crazy adventures. I've been uh, house sitting around Costa Rica for about a year now. Wow, that's um, Now, you're Aussie, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. um, Born born in Perth, but was uh, in Melbourne for over 20 years. Oh, wow. Excellent. So um, tell us a little bit about your story so far, Anne-Marie. August last year, like deep lockdown in Melbourne. Um, I work in the music industry and um, I book music and everything stopped. I was just basically grant writing to keep the venue afloat. And um, I have a friend that lives in Costa Rica that has a permaculture farm and he's actually a country singer from Nashville. Just before the very first lockdown, I was just about to get on a plane and go to Austin to work at South by Southwest. Wow. And two days before we went into lockdown. And um, so I didn't go and I it was like a big trip. It's like I planned it for my 40th. And that was like a big deal and I was going to go and, yeah. So then I like had the itchy feet and then we got to August, you know, 18 months later. And um, I was just talking to my friend Humi who had the farm and I was just like, this is never ending and I'm just, you know, I don't want to change. And he said, why don't you come to Costa Rica and help me write a pitch deck? So he wanted to build an art eco event center in the jungle, off grid at his permaculture farm. And I've worked in organics before. I applied. I got a special exception to leave the country. That was a lot of work, but I've worked in kind of the health food industry before. Got on that plane two days before Melbourne locked down again. So I just managed to get on the plane and then get to Sydney and then get probably one of the only planes leaving the country. Wow. It was <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then so I helped Humi at the farm for seven months. We wrote a pitch deck to get funding and he's still in the works with that. And then I was only meant to be there for three months. Yeah, I'm still here. 
<laughs> nice. And so I, I, I've been house-sitting around Costa Rica and it's just been a really beautiful experience because I'm getting to meet new people, I'm getting to meet lots of beautiful doggos and cats and um, I'm really into um, natural therapies and herbalism and so I've got to really learn about different areas and different lifestyles and I've been in mountains, I've been off-grid, I've been in, yeah, just all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. Uh, Anne-Marie, your point of difference is you do a lot of house sitting off the grid. Now, when I visualize that, I'm conjuring up somebody or a family who are completely disconnected from like power pipes, um, electricity and the reliance on like the sun, the wind, gathering their own water, growing their own food. Is that, is that what it is? Over the top or is it close to that? It, well, if you're off grid, it means no power, no water. So solar power, composting toilet, power off the grid and cooking generally with gas. So I started out at the permaculture farm, which was off-grid. I kind of earned my wheels learning from Humi, who had been doing it for a long time. And he, like, run that place like a tight ship. You know, the jungle really encroaches if you're, like, in deep jungle. Like, it is there. You cannot ignore it. It's in your face. You've got to maintain everything. And you've got to watch your power because of the solar. You've got to be aware if you're running out of gas because then you can't cook. You get your water from the mountain, like a levitating, levitating, and kind of like it trickles down the mountain. So you, they've got to keep an eye on the water and the pipes. It's constant maintenance, basically. I started there and then I ended up getting, um, getting to know the off-grid community because there's a heap of people doing it. And they do, they grow food, but they also get stuff from a lot of the local eco farms and there's a lot of community involved. Okay. So you are off-grid. So there's no shop. There's no letterbox. Like or anything. And Marie, it feels very much like your journey over the past year or two has been a little bit fated. Like, you know, you've had one experience that's led to another and it's led to another and you've met the right people. And tell us a little bit about how it's all unfolded and and you know how you found house and pet sitting, for example, in amongst all of that. Like it just feels like you've gone on an adventure and it's it's just unfolded. Is that kind of what's happened for you? really has. And the interesting thing is a lot of people that do house sitting are not consistent. Um, they do it and then there's a massive break. But I, I have been house sitting the whole time, one to the other, and the timing always works out. And, you know, I've, I've had people and I, I kind of want longer house sits because I like to settle because I'm working as well, yep. you know, and I'm also like kind of pivoting with what I'm doing with work and I'm studying. So I'm kind of my days go full. So I don't want to be moving every two weeks. So I've, yeah, I applied um, on trusted house sitting. And, but what I did was I spent a lot of time on my, my house sitting thing. Cause in Australia, I worked at a cat fostera. So I had experience with animals with trauma. And I, I um, also ran my house as an Airbnb for four years. So I've had a lot of people coming and going. So. Um, I think because of that experience, it's been really consistent. I, I really understand animals okay. and my references are great. So people have actually contacted me as opposed to the other way around. So where I'm at at the moment, they contacted me. So Wow, that's yeah, incredible. luck. Excellent. Hey, fellow adventurers. If you've found your way here, we want to let you know that there's even more great free resources available for you to make the most of your work-life experiences. Whether you're on the road as a remote worker or digital nomad, or you just want more freedom in your business. 
Join thousands of other like-minded people in our Facebook group. Find our page, Travel Live Learn, and follow the links to our group from there. Also, visit travellivelearn.com and sign up for our VIP mailing list. Yes, Cooper, by joining, you'll instantly score our free and easy training, Five Secrets of a Corporate Communications Manager, to up-level your income and brand. Other bonus downloads are also included, like an exclusive 25% off code to join one of our most used travel resources, Trusted House Sitters. Visit travellivelearn.com for all the details. Uh, Anne-Marie, I can certainly see the benefits of um, living off the grid, a sense of community, um, connection to nature, that sense of uh, independence and uh, living sustainably. What are some other attractions for you? Because for I'm an outsider looking in, it seems quite, I suppose it could be quite um, challenging. It could be it's quite nice, hard. Yeah. It is not for everyone. I'm not off grid right now. I'm I'm in a little Tico Costa Rican town right now in a very nice condo. So looking after some pedigree yes. mancoon cats with a pool. So this is not off grid. But um it is hard. There's you know, you have to watch the space. Cause there is the, like we had a like I guess one of the crazy stories is I was when I was off grid, I was looking after a little kitten. I received the kitten, she'd never been there. And I've spent a lot of time with kittens, but the jungles are totally different, ballpark. And it's the wet season, so we have flash floods. We have, I was, you know, we have, like, poisonous toads that kittens like to play with. Like, the kitten went missing in the jungle one time just Mm. before we had a giant storm, and I was out with floodlights looking, and it's dangerous. You know, people get washed away. There's snakes, but I've lived in the bush. I grew up with parents that kind of taught me. We spent a lot of time outside. I'm a Perth girl. So I feel comfortable amongst it, but I had a lot of people. One girl at the other farm next to me, she was there for two weeks and left. Okay. She couldn't do it. And she couldn't handle the isolation because you're physically isolated from other people. So for me, I've got a good, um, I've got good internal balance and I'm, you know, like I can think outside of the box and, you know, and I'm aware of my environment. So I watch things and, you know, and I think that just comes with experience. And I don't know, I'm a fairly handy human being. My background's like sculpture, so I can fix things and I sew. And so if things break, I'm the lady tradie and I'll work it out. Yeah. Uh, that's an Aussie thing, you know, give it a go. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, I love that attitude, but I think you're right there that it's um, probably for a, for a certain type of person um, and maybe for anyone to, you know, if they've got the dream of doing it, definitely check in with themselves to, to make sure they're not being totally naive or if you know they do have similar skills or outlook to you um it feels like that was one of your your wildest sits that you just referred to um with the kitten going missing I assume you found the kitten yeah yeah so what <laughs> happened was uh little um Mickey Pepper was my little shadow and um oh. A family had walked onto the property with some little kids while I was in a shower and she'd worked out how to jump off the balcony onto a boulder and then she followed them and she was playing with the kids and she's a, she's a baby so she kept following them but instead of them taking her back to the house, they let her walk for 20 minutes and then and then they crossed the river, she was too little, couldn't cross and then they kept going and left her. 
and she got and and she got lost. Yeah, like just they 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 were German and they hadn't been in the country for very long. They didn't understand how dangerous the jungle was. So at that point we had two other rivers that you had creeks that turned into rivers in the wet season. So you know that they will rise at any point with the rain and you have to be safe crossing them. And so in between that time, so the kit weren't missing and then a giant storm came, banks burst. And I'm like, they're like, I am like, I've never lost an animal on my feet, like ever. Mm. And, you know, I had I had my, my cat, Chelsea, for 21 years, you know, so I am like a fierce lioness mother. And oh, I see. So I, I was out there with, like, you know, floodlights. But because it's such a tight-knit community, because you have to, because it's a safety thing, mm. the, the family posted on the network and said, hey, we saw a kitten, it followed us, but we just um, – we left it there because it couldn't cross. We thought it would go home. And and once they said where the kitten was left, everybody went, oh, that's really far for a kitten. And they didn't understand. They weren't animal people. Mm. And then a storm came. And by the time I got the news that she was missing, someone sent me a photo saying, apparently Nikki's down here. I got out of the shower. And I then I was like, there was a huge distance in the jungle for a little 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 baby kitten to walk. But she just was running and playing and like oh, having a great time. So yeah, then the storm came. I, I looked. I was some midnight in the rain looking for this kitten. I looked for like six hours. Oh, and um, yeah, but luckily all of the, the community came out and looked for her. We didn't find her at all, and we thought she would be gone. And then the next day in the morning, I didn't sleep a wink that night. The next day in the morning. The, the family, the father had got up at like 5 a.m. when the water had settled and he crossed the other two um, creeks and he found, he saw all these birds hanging out around this rock and he was calling out oh. and, um, yeah, she was hiding under a rock and he just, oh. I woke up to, I woke up to him like whistling and then I opened the door and Nikki just ran down, oh. <laughs> ran down and would not leave my side and um, it was just a matter of, it was just uh, like timing. It was just the yeah. worst timing. Yeah, you know? it, was, it had just happened. So lucky you. you most uh, kittens in the jungle can often only live for a year because they get taken by animals. Yeah, how it happened? Oh, wow! Oh, well, good on so, you. That's such a beautiful story. So, Cooper, we've been together a while now. What's one major thing that I love but have a serious problem with? Wine? Oh my god, that's so rude. I do love wine, but no, I'm talking about sleep. Oh yeah, you are a light sleeper, and you are awake a lot. Even when we're travelling and housing and I'm not stressed, I'll have trouble sleeping. But that's often to do with the disrupted routine, you know, you haven't got your pillow or your same bed or the time zone's different. I've had more trouble sleeping as I get older though, but I think life's busier these days and I do think that contributes to, to difficulties sleeping. Now I have tried a lot of options to help me sleep and one day while trying to find yet another remedy, I came across cloudy gummies all the way from California in the USA. Now I chose to try the cloudy mellows for sleep. These include melatonin, ashwagandha and magnesium and also the cloudy calmies with ingredients to support stress and anxiety throughout the day. Now, I honestly didn't think that lollies, as we call them here in Australia, gummies everywhere else, I didn't really think they'd help, but I tried them based on some excellent reviews. 
And I actually do think they help. I've been trying them for a couple of months and I have noticed a difference. Now my personal routine is I chew two cloudy mellows before heading off to bed. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll have another couple. And I am falling asleep much faster and easier than I used to. And with no hangover in the morning, which is really great because some sleep remedies do actually cause a hungover feeling in the morning. Uh, also, the Kamis do seem to be helping me maintain my, well, calm during the day. Now, I, I do think I'm going to continue to use the Cloudy products. They've got some other lovely looking products on their website too, which I'm going to double into on my next visit. Now, if you think that these products could be helpful to you in our busy, traveling, sometimes anxiety-filled world, Visit tricloudy.com to, to have a look at their products and we have an exclusive discount code for, for our podcast here. It's FREEDOM10, so the FREEDOM and one zero. Pop that in the cart when you're purchasing and you will score 10% off. Now these guys do ship worldwide. I got my products sent to Australia from America. So go and have a look at their website, tricloudy.com. Pop in the discount code from our podcast or YouTube if you're watching it there, Freedom10, and you will score 10% off your entire purchase. And Marie, it sounds like you're a resilient, confident person. I think I'd find it quite challenging. I lived on a cattle station when I was younger, uh, working as a jackaroo, and I can remember us going out uh, to camp on a Saturday night, which is when I'd normally going out night clubbing, uh, sitting around a fire, taking all our food, water, and not being able to shower three and four days. Um, what yeah, wow. has uh, taught you the most about yourself? What have you learned? Um, One of your travel adventures recently, even if it's not a house sit, I suppose. I think I've learned that I'm very resilient um, and I've learned that I think my superpower is being able to think quickly in a situation uh, and, like, I, I don't necessarily, I don't always need other people. Like, I can, my brain works in a way that I'll be like, all right, how can I fix this? Whatever random thing it is and I'll, 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 I can put things together. That really helped me quite a bit. Also, I think I'm pretty calm. Ah, yes. I'm very calm. My skill. I'm very calm. You have to be. I could um, work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Cooper. Sarah, calm down. <laughs> I think that, that that's what it is. Like I don't just freak out. I'm like, all right. But I've done also very young. I did a little bit of survival training. Okay. Yeah, like my parents were like, you know, they had a health food shop. I'm curious, uh, South and Central America was absolutely on Cooper's and my list um, before 2020. Uh, and we were we were even planning to be living in Colombia or start there um, in 2020, but we all know how that ended. Um, tell us a little bit about your experiences in that part of the world so far and, and you know, why you'd, I assume you'd recommend travel there um, and house sitting there. Tell us a little bit about South and Central America and why you'd advocate for it as a, a, a destination to travel to. I think the nice thing about this place is Pura Vida is actually a thing. Like the time here slows down. There is like in Australia, I was like working music. I was DJing. I was dressmaking. I had like, you know, so many jobs. And here I, I'm still doing many things. I have a couple of businesses, but you have to just relax. Like things are not done quickly. The processes are not the same. And it really teaches you to slow down. And I think a lot of people come here. And it teaches them, like it really is, like people walk past and like Pura Vida, Pura, Pura Vida. And 
it's like that. You just have to chill. Okay. And I think um, that's a massive draw. And the jungle is incredible. Mm. Like I, the the off grid house I stayed with the kittens, that was um, actually my herbalist teacher's house. I ended up, I did a class, and then she actually ended up asking me to stay there. So I learned about plants. The plants are incredible, you know. So I, I feel like, and the there's so much difference in the terrain. You will have deep jungle, and then where I am right now in Matapolo, it's going to be dry. There's going to be fires. It's kind of probably feel a bit Aussie because apparently that's what it's like, dry. And then you'll just go over a mountain and it'll be green, forest, rainforest, lush. Wow. So all these micro ecosystems. Mm. And, so cool. And there's a real mixed bag of people. And Costa Rican people are just like, they're just lovely. They're so, um, they're really soft people. Like they're gentle and kind and I like it here. Relax. The team at Exhale creates brand building content and strategy for businesses and business owners who don't have the access to their own comms team. Yep, consider them your cheeky secret to awesome comms and engagement. The team offers monthly packages of content that include video, e-newsletter copy, social media, strategy coaching and more. But there's currently free training available to download right now. It's called Five Secrets of a Corporate Communications Manager. Take a look at exhalemediagroup.com. All the details you need are over at exhalemediagroup.com. Send an inquiry and mention the Freedom and Four Paws podcast for 20% off any purchase service. Visit exhalemediagroup.com. You can imagine the food must be incredible and the cost of living would be quite low. There's a lot of people listening to this podcast and who'd like to follow in your footsteps. Um, how do you sustain yourself on the road? How do you make money? Well, um, when I first arrived, I was working at the music venue. So I, I, can, I do like band booking, music PR. So I can do that anywhere in the world. And I do a lot of graphic design as well. So I was just doing graphics and all that stuff. And um, so I'm still doing that. But I'm also, I, my other interest is healing. And um, I have another company where I make like aromatherapy sprays and stuff like that. So I'm doing that as well. So I've been having fun going to markets and meeting locals. I love meeting people, but meeting locals and that gives me the balance. For anyone else um, who's traveling in those parts and, and wants to, you know, pick up work or create work, so you've been clever and used your skills and you're very resourceful by the sound of it, I'm taking away that maybe some of your tips are, you know, to really get in amongst the community, whether that's online on a Facebook group or and get out to the markets and meet people and and just open up opportunities for yourself is what would your advice be to other people who may not have sim- the same skills as you, but, you know, everyone has something that they can adapt, right? Absolutely. Um, so everything here is done on WhatsApp, which is really interesting. Or a lot of the businesses don't have websites. They just have WhatsApp. Really interesting things like that, and there are WhatsApp groups for regions, and people have like what buy and sell jobs, like every any, anything you can imagine. And there's also like when I got here, the first thing I did was I literally did searches for. I was in San Mateo, I, San Mateo, Costa Rica. Any any um, groups on Facebook, I joined them. Okay, and every area, region, like I'm in Tamarindo now, 
I um, joined the Tamarindo, oh, it was Guana Costa um, Single Women's Society. And that is just, um, I mean, a lot of them are gringos, but it's basically you can post whatever you need or want or what you're looking for advice. And it really is word of mouth with this place. Like you just learn as you go. So if you just join all those communities, just spend some time on them. You don't have to spend all your time on them, but drop in and then you'll start to see kind of the areas and what your interests are. And I'm even on online graphic design groups. I'm like just all sorts of stuff because you never know. And then and also once people know what you do, they will tag you in things. They will send you stuff. They will, and that is a really good way. And like for me, because I've been working in music for 20 years, people in Australia, like in my industry, know what I do. So I've got a lot of work from Australia, but now I'm here. It's like, all right, well, now I've got to do something Spanish. So, you know, there's, there's a level of integration. So I just say join as many groups as you can online. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say before when you were talking about like cost of living, actually a lot more expensive here than you think it would be. Okay. okay. So, yeah, so um, there are there are cheaper areas, but there are a lot of Americans and Canadians here now. Uh, and in, in pockets, it's, it's, it's just as expensive as up. like America. Mm-hmm. It really is. Everything is priced up and people don't realize that until they get here. And I didn't realize that. Okay. So that is something really, really like pay attention. And for me, like I'm in the Aussie dollar. Aussie dollar to the US dollar is terrible. So I could, it reminds me when I was traveling in London and it was 60 cents for the dollar. That's kind of what it is for me at the moment. So I'm like, my work now is focused focused on the US dollar. Yeah. Me earning Australian dollars. And um, the money here is they use colonas and US dollars in all trading. Okay. Wow. That's really interesting. You've given some Mm. awesome advice on being proactive and and potentially finding or creating work for yourself. And it feels like a lot of um, on the house sitting side too, you started out on trusted house sitters and now a lot of um, sits come by word of mouth. Do you still use trusted house sitters and and Facebook groups or are there any other ways that, that you suggest that anyone who wants to follow in your footsteps can? Yeah, I think there's a, I think I'm pretty, I'm a pretty lucky person. I generally will always follow my I would say trusted house sitters. I would also say if you are joining the community group, let people know what you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you if, if you want to be in an area house sitting, you post and let people know I'm in this area, I'm visiting, I would love to house sit. And you you people will be like, oh, it means I can go on a holiday. People might actually, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you never know what will be created. Like where I am right now, this was six weeks and now it's four months. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. you know, and this is perfect for me because it means I'm getting a heap of work done. So, yes. yeah. you know, and I've also met neighbours and each are 10 minutes away and I'm, I'm enjoying not being off grid for a while and yeah. you know, having a bit yeah. of like a nice normal shower and you've got a lovely personality it doesn't surprise me that you you kind of blend in and and make friends so um you know hey tell us a little bit about um your routine for you know you've got quite a bit of work that you keep um, bubbling along how do you maintain Mm -hmm. a a routine when you're moving about or, or staying in one place for you know yes you're in some places for a bit longer like four months for example but I, when I when we were doing it sometimes I struggled with the routine like falling in and out of like holiday mode so yeah do you have a do you have any tips 
Um, yeah, that is a hard one. Um, I feel like like the house sitting is actually a job. Like you've got to really pay attention to like at where I am at the moment, there are there was four cats and a dog, and three of the cats were women. One a one was a boy cat. I had to keep them separated because they're breeding cats. Oh. And then there was a dog. So the house was like, there's a lot going on that you've got to be aware of. So I would, I'm just, I've had to get really strict with my timetables because suddenly I realized I've spent like hours with these animals. So I'm like, all right, no, I just have to like, so I kind of, I get up and I do my morning. Like I'm, I'm really strict about my morning routines as far as like meditation, all that like exercise. I get up early, I do that stuff. And then I know by set time I have to start working. And then I kind of try and stop by a set time. And I do ebb and flow. But if I've slapped off during the day, I'll just work later. Yeah, okay. So it's just because you do, like with the jungle, stuff happens and you've got to deal with it there and then. But that time that I've lost, I'll try and make up later in the day. Yeah. So, you know, you, you really have to just roll with it. It's really, yeah. you know. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. But it, and it, it can be hard pushing yourself all the time, like, you know. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty motivated, though, most of the time. Yeah, good on you. Hey, what's on the horizon for you for the coming year or so? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I will, like, personally, like, with work, I've kind of, I'm kind of launching a whole heap of projects. So I've got lots of work stuff. So it's like the work stuff is just, I'm just, that's my focus. And the house sitting, I just kind of know something else will fall in place. Yeah. I'm just kind of, and I kind of, I kind of put it out there as well. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, I'll, you know, let people know, and um, yeah, perfect. So yeah, but I, I, definitely good having longer chunks. Sam, so how can people follow your story online, your adventures? How do your family and friends keep up to date with you? So I have kind of, because I work in music and PR and stuff, I kind of have my life in different areas of sharing okay. if that makes sense yeah, yeah. so definitely. my facebook is my facebook's more my music stuff and then my instagram my lady blades which is my dj name is more like just you know everybody and then i have secret supplies which is my herbalism healing that stuff kind of separate and then i've got a whatsapp group which is my inner inner circle and they get more i kind of layer it depending on like if I'm doing more plant-based stuff, it goes to seekers. If I'm just general, like I'm out having dinner, I might I'll post on my my Insta and then Facebook's music. <laughs> Fair enough, awesome. Well, we'll um we'll pop your most public one, your Instagram, or we'll, we'll liaise with you. And we'll pop that on our blog and um the podcast page when we launch. But listen, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and and to meet someone like yourself who's just out there taking taking each day as it comes but actually making it happen too like you it, it's not by accident you're intentionally getting amongst your community and meeting people and and one thing happens after another and I think that's a really nice lesson for everyone so you know thank you very much for for sharing your story and giving us some time today thank you for giving me the opportunity to at least share some of my stories Thanks for joining us on the Freedom and Four Paws podcast. This production has been inspired by our awesome Facebook community. Join the group by searching Pets and House Sitting, Travel and Digital Nomads or find the group via the link on our Facebook page, Travel Live Learn. 
This podcast is brought to you by TravelLiveLearn.com. Visit the site today to find out more about this podcast, access show notes, and sign up to our mailing list for free house and pet sitting application templates, guides, and a 25% off registration code for trusted house sitters. If you love this content and want more of it, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast service. You can find us on YouTube too. Look up Travel, Live, Learn. Until next time.